Hello, everybody. Welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Zach, and this is Hunter. And today, we are going to be going over next year's tour schedule, some dates that might conflict, um, as well as I have a cough drop in my mouth. If I sound a little weird, throat's feeling a little scratchy. How are you doing tonight, Hunter? I'm feeling great. What were you looking at? I was stepping on something I didn't know what it was, but well, it was my backpack. It was trapped. a dog. No. All right, so I'm going to throw it over to Hunter, who's going to go ahead and do two off the tee. If you don't know what two off the tee is, um, Hunter's going to explain it right now. Yeah, so two off the tee is how we start off every single podcast. Basically, we get a question from Reddit or somewhere else. Uh, it's normally always from Reddit. Uh, we answer that question, and then while we're answering that, you fire the second question uh, to us in the live chat down below if you have any. So the question this week comes from user just wants some disc uh, all over <laughs> on Reddit, um, and he said, "What disc do you swear by?" He has quite a selection of discs, but has some money set aside for a couple more. He doesn't have a brand preference, so which disc do you swear by, and which disc is your most reliable? Um, so I guess it's kind of two questions, right? Which do you swear by, and which is your most reliable? Because uh, for me, I don't think it's the same answer for both. Okay. And I don't know the answer, but because normally I would say Nova by the disc I swear by. Okay. Because that's the disc that's been in my bag the longest. I throw it the most. But slowly, I'm getting more comfortable with a Buzz than I am a Nova. Ooh. The orange one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that orange old titanium buzz. Um, but I would say my most reliable disc, um, probably my zone. I feel like if I there's like a shot I'm uncomfortable with, so like what I, what I would rely on the most would be my, my zone. So those are my two. What's, what's your two? Um, so what's the difference between the disc I swear by and the most re- reliable? Would like, that I feel end like up being the, mo- the same? Well, no, because like for me, I swear by my like Nova and my Buzz, but that might not be my most reliable. Because like, a, like if I'm in a shot where I'm like, I need to get up and down, I'm going to pull out a zone. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I guess we can go with the disc that I've had the longest in my bag as my most reliable, I guess we could say. Okay. Um, and it's a destroyer. Um, I still have, I know, uh, one that's been in there for, I mean four years now and it's beat to heck and you know it, it is one that is reliable do i swear by the destroyer anymore no because i have two uh, do i have two i have two yes their age is different but they don't fly the same either way do i swear by hmm really interesting see i was gonna pick in my head when i read this question i thought of sale for you because I feel like if someone asks you, like, what disc do I, should I get? You're like, oh, do you've got to try out the sale. Okay. Well, uh, this is going to be, like, fairly new. And I'm swearing by it, even though I've only had it in my bag for, like, eh, just a few weeks. Uh, Glow FD3. Okay. I mean, I love that disc. I now throw it more than anything in my bag, simply because I'm forehand friendly. Um, it's less understable than my Crystal Raptor. So... <laughs> What? I'm forehand friendly. Like I can picture that on like t-shirts and mugs. I'm forehand fr- forehand okay. friendly. That's kind of weird. All right. <laughs> it's weirder if you think about it. Yeah. No, I, I get it. It sounds like a slogan. All right. Coming in 2020, I'm forehand friendly on a shirt. Um, so, <laughs> I, I yeah, it's more understable than my Crystal Raptor, um, but I throw it on more shots now. I, I don't know. That, that's a that cool, makes good disc. Yeah. Which it is dropping soon. Yeah, we... Are we saying the date now or are we saying the date at the end? Well, we had talked about two dates. Oh, well, you talked with that other person today and you picked what date? 
Well, we had picked this Friday, but that's only two days away, which is why we're pondering possibly the... So we send the email out tonight. Patreons get a picture tomorrow morning. Yeah. They're going to sell. Yeah. Probably. So probably this Friday will be the FD3 drop date. Um, And we'll talk at the end of the podcast about what else is dropping on Friday. Cool. Yeah. So we got questions. Yeah. Let's hear them. Or at least one of them. One question. I'm not going to... Luke Callahan's question. I'm not going to ask because we're going to talk about it later uh, because we did... um, He's talking about Drew Gibson. We're going to, we'll talk about that later. Okay. This is from Brent. Do you think pros will train harder this off season as disc golf legitimizes? Well, legitimizes or will next year just be as casual, just as casual with three people actually putting forth full effort. I can't speak tonight. (laughs) Um, You got that question? Yeah. So I think I just realized, and it's really annoying me now that my, office chair is partially in the frame and now that i told you all it's probably annoying you too oh get that um, out of here i'm going to but uh i'll do it after i answer this um i think that pros will put in more work than we're used to but it won't be it'll be paul hopefully ricky if he's healthy and hopefully eagle will put in the work they always put in because they always push the next seven to ten players i think will stay stagnant um, Kevin Jones, I could see putting in work because, and same with Chris Dickerson, they always seem to play a ton in the off season and improve every year. Um, but outside of that, like, I mean, I think germs content where he is same with Sexton content where he is, uh, players like that. I don't really see what I see is players like Adam Hammes. Um, Oh, he's going to Arizona and training all off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Players like him. I'm trying to think of other ones. I know there's more out there. I just can't, my brain's not working right now. Calvin. Yeah, Calvin Heimberg, um, uh, possibly Anthony Barella, but an issue with him is he goes to college. I think he's... So, you know, it's going to be hard for him early tour season and late tour season to really make anything happen. But players like that, I think they will work harder in the offseason than we're used to seeing. And so we'll see a lot of new names in the next year or two be breaking into that top 10. Um, Even names that we're not talking about right now that we don't really know exist, you know, we could see breaking into that top 10 because you know, numbers four through 10 have a tendency to get lazy and stagnant. Mm-hmm. So yes and no is my answer to that. What about you? Um, I don't think that just because, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I don't think that this next year is going to be any different. Well, I, I mean, I think we're going to see, uh, you know, new people maybe, or the same people pushing the top, just like we did this year, even though Paul won everything. But like, you know, the, the top was still pushed, but I don't think, um, it's going to be more next year. And I don't think just because, you know, we're doing any discraft. Wow. I am shocked. He, he's not speaking today, which just sucks because we're on a podcast. Yeah. Just because <laughs> disc golf is, you know, getting bigger. I don't think that they're going to work harder also because they're not getting any more out of it at this current moment. Yeah. I mean, Maybe if next year, you know, Nike's like, all right, million dollars to the person who gets the most tour points, they're going to work harder. Well, see, but this is where, my thing where my thinking is, is, and this is, I've always believed this in life. If you don't work hard and you know, for like for managing money, for instance, if you don't manage a little well, you're never going to manage a lot. Well, so if you don't work hard to make whatever you're making now, you're not going to work hard. If you got the big contracts and more sponsors came, you know what I mean? You are who you are. So like, if you like you work hard enough to get to where you are and you're happy, rubbing some money in your face isn't going to make these players suddenly work hard. Paul 
you know, is going to continue to improve because Paul's worked his tail off to get to where he is, and he's going to keep working it. The same with Ricky. Ricky's worked his tail off to get to where he is. Yeah. Eagle Players like that are going to continue to work hard regardless of what they're making, whereas players who aren't making that much and are complaining because they're not making that much in X, Y, and Z, just because you give them more doesn't mean you're going to get more in return. And I think companies Makes know sense. that, so I don't think... I would be surprised if players on the lower end are signing equal or bigger contracts than what they have now. Yeah. Um, someone, I'm not going to say his name, but he said, I think all the pros are working hard because they are pros. That's not true in disc golf. Just because they're pros doesn't mean they're working hard. I've I mean, always said, if you took a like 950 to 960 rated newish player, like a player who's been playing a year or two, and you gave them enough money for them to live for two years and said, work your tail off, they'd be a top five player in the world. Yeah, I agree. Because the players that are up there, and I've said this for a long time, and I'll continue to say it until someone proves me wrong, are riding their talent. Like, they have natural talent to play, and they're naturally athletic. And so there's a few players that we see dominating. Those are the players that are actually putting in work. Yeah. Everyone else is just kind of riding their talent. There's some players that are pushing hard and are peaking at 10, 10, 20, 10, 30. But there's a lot of players that you can tell are partying or just out there having a good time, don't really care. And they're just st- like stalling at 10, 20, 10, 30. And if they put in work, they could be that 10, 50 player. Yeah. That's the players that frustrate me the most is because like a lot of players would kill to be in your shoes and have the opportunity to work their tail off to push Paul. But you know, that's not realistic for a 960, 970 rated player. Right. So that's what always frustrates me and always will. All right. Last thing before we move on to our topic, um, disc golf comedy said Drew Gibson was going team foundation 2020. I can no- neither confirm nor deny. All right. So we are going to be the day. Yeah. We're going to, I mean, Paul's on our team. All right. Valid. We're going to move over to college disc golf. If you are new here, well, why don't we, I mean, we're on the Drew Gibson. All right. We're going to talk about Drew Gibson. Uh, I mean, we don't have a lot to say on it cause no. there's not a lot of information out there. Um, but if you didn't see Drew Gibson did announce today that he's leaving Innova. Uh, which, you know, there's been several reports, not reports, but there's been several things brought up where, you know, in 2017, he was talking about how he's never going to leave Innova. Uh, beginning of this season, he said, you know, I'm so happy to announce I'm with Innova 2019 and beyond. Um, and now we see this. So it brings up a lot of questions. We saw in the comments of his post that um, we saw in the comments in his, of his post that he denied going to uh, Prodigy trilogy and legacy we saw those three denied by him um but that still leaves discraft it leaves uh discmania um trying to think of other major brand manufacturers uh i mean really you know he denied trilogy pro discus that would be i feel like that'd be a big downgrade so there's a lot of questions in the air um zach's laughing because i mean yeah, we have information that we can't say. But, uh, it's just so hard to not talk and keep it... Okay. Okay. What I was actually... One of the things I was laughing at was just what Trevor Hill said when Paul said, I can't imagine throwing anything else other than Innova. Because you were like, oh, in the beginning of the year, he said, I'm so happy with Innova. Like, it's all fun and games until the money is shown, so... Oh, yeah. Well, also, that commercial that's always brought up oh, was yeah. scripted. That was... Yeah. Well, also... Yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah. I can never see myself throwing anything else. Uh, it was scripted, and then it was cut together to make him sound like he was talking about Innova. Yeah, when he wasn't. When he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, you, you never know that. The only way I know that is I told Paul, it's like, dude, what happened to... I made the same joke everyone else is making. He's like, dude, 
that was edited and scripted. Like, which, I mean, the, the point is valid. He wouldn't be here without Innova because Innova invented disc golf. Yeah. So that can always be said. But um, Micah Lee says Jeff Corns alluded to Discmania heavy. I don't even know if I would listen to Jeff Corns and Discmania in the same sentence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the more we get into this offseason, the more interesting I feel like it's becoming. If you guys remember last week, we were like, ah, this offseason is going to be pretty boring. We lied to you. It's going to be pretty cool. I don't know. I don't know how it was not going to be anywhere close to as crazy as last offseason, no, no, no. but um, I keep hearing more and more stuff kind of behind the scenes and under under cover it's be better than we thought um and it's more interesting than i thought so yeah so now we can jump into some college disc golf we had a jam-packed weekend yeah we have uh, a lot of yeah we have four tournaments to talk about well or three three that happened one coming up uh jam-packed this weekend nothing next weekend but then we'll we'll talk about the weekend after that so why don't you take mountain mama battle royale okay i'll take it uh so appalachian Apple, Appalachian? Appalachian, Appalachian, Appalachian Bible College. They won by two strokes. LaHaye University. Lehigh. I only know, uh, I only Lehigh. know it's Lehigh because they're the 15 seed that knocked Duke out of the tournament a few years ago. And I'm a Duke fan. And yes, I cried myself to sleep that night. Lehigh University came in second. And then West Virginia University came in the top three. Which there was only three teams there. I forgot to put that. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Ty McLawton. He won with an 896 rated round, which was five over. Yeah. Um, John Dutra took second and then Joel Cook in third. Very star studded tournament there. Yeah. It was a, a little bit of a lower rating, a lot of bit of a lower rating so tournament a than we bit. would normally see for collegiate. But I mean, I believe Appalachian Bible got their bid to nationals by being there. So yeah, good for them. Mad props to them. Uh, way to take advantage of that tournament. Yeah, um, for sure. We also had next up the Southeast Collegiate Open. Uh, we had NC State dominating a massive field, winning by eleven strokes over North Alabama, which we we really have never talked about. Yeah, um, I don't know if they didn't have a team last year or if they did have a team. It wasn't very good because I've never heard of them or mentioned them but north alabama comes in second and then we see clemson coming in third we had raven newsom shooting a new course record to win by five with a 10 23 rated 20 under par through 27 holes that sounds um, more like it in yeah insane round there uh we had sam drummond from clemson coming in with a 991 rated 15 under in second and then we had Brandon Robertson of UNC Charlotte, Michael Jordan of NC State, and Graham White of Clemson tying for third with a 14 under par. So, uh, I mean, last year the winning score at this tournament was rated 980. And, yeah, so, I mean, obviously a huge step up in, in play this year. They played the same course. We see a 20 under through 27 holes from Raven. Um, it seems like Raven might be somebody, you know – somebody that's going to be up there this year at nationals for singles. <laughs> yeah. You know, this isn't the first time we've talked about him. We've talked about him previous times. You know, he played well at, uh, uh, every tournament he's well, played in really. Yeah, well, recently I'm saying we just, uh, Dean's cup. He Dean's cup. Great. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that this is going to be the first and last, well, not the first, I don't think it's gonna be the third and last time yeah. we heard about I him mean, this year. Plus a big advantage to teams like NC state and Clemson is that nationals is in Charlotte pretty much. It's in rock Hill. 
Um, so we're going to see wooded golf and yeah. NC state golf is very wooded. Uh, UNC Charlotte. I don't know what the rest of their team looks like outside of Brandon Robertson, but I mean, if we're looking at the individual side, um, I remember that kid. you know, we have Brandon Robertson, Michael Jort, Sam and Raven. I, and even Graham, um, I feel like all, all those guys that I just mentioned are going to be bidding for a national championship in singles this year. Yeah. Um, and yes, Trevor, we said 991 rated 15 under, but it was 20 holes. Yeah, it was 27. 27 holes. holes. I'm sorry. 27 holes. Yeah. Um, so that's why that was rated that. All right. We're going to move over to uh, the Missouri Collegiate Championships. We got Mizzou. They won by one. Kansas State in second and Missouri S&T in third. Yeah. I have no idea how to pronounce Mizzou, Mizzou. Mizzou. Is it Mizzou? I think so. I, f- I feel like that's wrong, but I also don't feel know what's right. So I don't know if I... I feel like we're going to get blasted by someone. No, I feel like that's right. Mizzou. Yeah. That's how it looks like it'd be pronounced. Yeah. So, Uh, okay. So Kansas state coming in second, kind of surprising. I did play with them a lot last year. Um, and let's just say, I didn't think that they would, this was a decently large tournament number wise. Um, really, but it was, uh, there's a lot of like B teams and stuff. Um, I will say coming in fourth was Missouri S and T's B team. Okay. Uh, And they beat a, handful of a teams uh three or four a teams um so that was kind of impressive uh as we were looking at first flight championships as well um that's something to be taken in consideration there is when b teams are beating a teams um, yeah you always see contenders start to pop out yeah um so there's no tournament scheduled for this upcoming weekend unfortunately the next scheduled tournament is the liberty flamethrower that I mean, technically I'm running, but I'm just doing the PDGA side of it. Uh, will be hosted by Liberty University. Teams signed up currently are Liberty University, Clemson, Eastern Mennonite University, NC State, and Western Kentucky. Um, so that should be another good kind of sign of some of the top contenders. But Ra- um, I know Raven's not going to be there next week. He's not? No. I hadn't looked at the sign-in. Okay. Well, he, I saw him comment on something and say, he couldn't be here next week. Now, okay. I could be wrong. I might have had a dream. Hopefully, I didn't dream about <laughs> Raven. But, I don't yeah, think I mean, good. this is going to be our first look at this year's Liberty roster. Um, Official look, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully NC State's actual team's there so we can see Hope where so. they're standing. But if not, at least we can see them against Clemson. Um, NC State, Clemson, and Liberty, obviously Liberty, are very comfortable with these courses. Yeah. They, they play here every year. I believe also that's not registered yet is Appalachian Bible. Yeah. Um, but, I believe but, they're coming, but they're not registered yet. I was going to say, they just got their bid though. Why, are they, you sure they're going to register again? I, from what I've heard, they are okay. already registered. They just aren't registered online from what I've heard. All right. Interesting. So we'll see if that stands true. Um, but yeah, I mean, regardless, this is a, a decent turnout. There's going to be three bids given away at the flamethrower. So you just have to beat two teams. Uh, NC state actually already has their bid from winning Seco. So you just had to beat one team and you get your bid. And Appalachian Bible College has theirs, too. Yeah, so literally, even if they show up as of right now, uh, as long as you don't come in dead last, you'll, you'll get a bit of nationals. So, yeah, it's always good. And one last thing that, to talk about before we head over to, uh, you know, the schedule for next year is we had our GLOW tournament the other day. Just wanted to touch on that really quick. Um, the GLOW tournament that we had was for a, a fundraiser or a battle for Bedford that we had last year, which was a B tier, the first year it existed, and it filled. Um, so thank you to everyone who came out to the GLOW tournament. Um, it was sh- like short notice. We posted about it like two weeks um, yeah, we prior. Didn't a, it was not a last minute planning thing, but it was a last minute like, 
approval and yeah. finalizing thing. Yeah. So we ended up having like 20 people come out, which was awesome. And drum roll, please. I beat Hunter by one stroke. He did. I wanted to make sure I told all you people because that obviously, did. you know, I suck. I actually, I also was signed up for a tournament this weekend. Oh, all high you're not playing. I dropped out. What are you doing? I, I haven't practiced and I know how frustrated I will get at myself, uh, playing this tournament. And so, um, and plus, uh, Lizzie's birthday is on Thursday and she works and she works Saturday night as well, but that'll give us some time like Saturday morning to hang out and go for a picnic. So um, that's why you dropped out. That was a, that played a factor in it. Yeah. But Don't get married people. The, you won't be able to play disc golf. The biggest factor was the fact that the only time I've played disc golf in the past few months has been our challenges and our face-offs. And yeah, Chris same. Dickerson signed up for this tournament and a bunch of great local pros. And I know if I go out there, I'm just going to be looking at where I should be versus where I am. And it's just going to be very frustrating. And, um, I'm the type of player that when I get in a competitive area, if I'm not playing good, I can't have fun. And right now I'm having fun just shooting the breeze, playing disc golf when I want. Agreed. So I'm, uh, decided to withdraw. Let me clarify what I just said when I said don't get married because you won't be able to play disc golf. If my wife is listening, I didn't play before really much. So, yeah. I, I used anyway. to play a lot. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did play a lot. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I uh, clarified that so I didn't get in trouble when I got home. And I didn't say anything, Liz, so I can't get in trouble. I don't and know I, if she's watching. She, yeah. I think Hannah it probably is. I mean, Liz is probably listening on the other side of the door. But. Is she even home? I didn't know she was home. Okay. All right. Let's jump into the topic. <laughs> Let's do this. 30 minutes into the podcast. Oh, yep. There she goes. I'm getting in trouble. She said, yeah, I agree with Zach. Don't get married. I knew it. All right. That's not what I meant. Okay. Anyway. Oh, also, if you haven't already, um, there are some 1060 Onyxes still on our website. Yeah. Um, don't get them right now. Get them when the podcast is over. Yeah, but there, there'll be enough. It's not going to sell out by the podcast being over. Yeah, we um, we were able to talk to Discraft after I read on their order page. Good job, Hunter. I don't, uh, I don't know if I actually spilled anything. Like most accounts are going to be limited to 25. And I was like, what the heck? How can they do that to people? But we're going to get enough to fill everyone's order. So do not worry. Go ahead and order right now. All right, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, so we're going to look at the 2020 schedule. Uh, everything has come out. Um, so we have the pro tour, national tour and major schedule in front of us. And we're just going to kind of look at some potential conflict points that, um, as fans might make it where we don't get to see, uh, certain players at certain events, um, which is always frustrating. And yeah, I mean, we're just going to kind of talk through it now that it's all officially out there. Um, the first kind of talking point that we see here is the Las Vegas challenge is only an A tier. Uh, it's not affiliated with the national tour or the pro tour. Um, the reasoning behind this, there is a reason, but to be honest with you, I don't know it. Um, I just, you know, I've heard as soon as you like bring it up, like people who know what's going on will be like, Oh yeah. I mean, they had to, and I'm like, I don't know what that means, but, um, apparently they had to. So it's just an A tier, which, I really don't know how well attended that's going to be. It's still going to be kind of like the start of the season because you'll go from there to Memorial, um, which that's only like a five-hour drive, I believe. Um, so we'll see at least some pros there, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if it like was missing Paul, Ricky, those type players. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, I wish you know that they would. Uh, I wish that they would tell us why, just so people know, um, but. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I could, it, it could still be well attended only because yeah. the wintertime opens the week before. Oh, and true. that's the kickoff for, you know, Paul every year. And then a lot of other players. So yeah. it could go, or I don't know if it's the weekend before, but it's So maybe they won't there. want that week off. So they might want to go from wintertime open and then like it's a nice little breakup to go to Nevada before you go. So it might still be well attended, even though it is yeah. just an A tier. But that the, was the first kind of big yeah. thing. Uh, the Onyx is not $28, by the way. It's only $25. Yeah. $24.99. Okay. That's from Discraft, not from us. Yeah. We don't set prices. Okay. Um, so our second tournament, which is going to be the weekend after, it's going to be the first Pro Tour of the year, which is Memorial, which is cool because, you know, we're back to Memorial opening up yeah, the I, Pro Tour schedule. I like that. I like the Memorial being like the official start of the year. I don't know why that just feels right to me. Like that feels like how disc golf should start. It's like we start at the Memorial Fountain Hills, you know, lots of birdies, get everyone pumped up again. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That just feels right. It's just the same way that USDGC feels like the end. Yeah. The Memorial feels like the beginning, even if it's not. Yeah. So, I uh, and I know we didn't talk about this at all, but uh, so I can take off of work. We should go over the schedule and pick where we're flying out to this year. Yeah, we should. Uh, maybe we will during our Patreon. Oh, yeah, we should do that. Um, so from the Memorial, we'll go to Texas for Waco and then Texas States. And then, uh, you'll move over to Jonesboro, Arkansas for the Jonesboro open, which if you notice, there's a, there's a big gap there. Oh yeah. Wow. I didn't notice that originally. So March 29th ends Texas States and April 17th starts the Jonesboro open. Yeah. So there's like half a month. Uh, I will say that the AM events are cut out of this schedule cause I cut them out, but there is. I know uh, that's when Nationals falls. Um, so there could have been another like Masters tournament or something that is a reason for a big gap in the schedules because they wanted pros to be able to go to it. But I mean, but from still, a touring pro playing perspective, that's these, a lot of these that's are the a lot two of, tournaments they're playing. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of uh, gap to have there in the middle of, in the beginning of the season. I guess I should say. Yeah. If I want to get going, I'm going to get going, and I'm I don't want to stop Especially for two and a half weeks. You're in the Midwest still. Right. That's like it would make sense if we're going from Texas out to like California or East Coast. You know, and you're giving people two weeks. You can kind of take your time. Maybe play an A tier on the way there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how I missed that when I was looking at this earlier. Texas um, States is an A tier. Yes. No, it's no, a it's national, national tour. tour. Sorry, it's a national tour. And then Jonesboro Open is a pro tour, which is an A tier. Um. Okay. Uh, and then we, we were... wait ten more days before the Glassblown Open at the end of April. So another. Pretty gap. decent little gap there. Um, then it goes glass blown uh, into Santa Cruz. Um, Which there's a... Are those gaps normal? Because that's a big gap. Well, that one I feel like is more normal because we're going from Kansas to California. Okay. So you're giving players a little bit. Um, and we're getting towards where like the mas- U.S. Masters and am- U.S. Amateurs and stuff like that will start sneaking in. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that's not on our calendar in front of us. So they will give gaps here and there so that pros can attend those events those events in vend um so not saying that's what this is but that could be uh and then we have the u.s women's pretty early this year i was gonna say this uh, seems early when was it this year this year was september. in september right uh but i think it's just planning as far as where the tour is going on because they want both men and women to be able to attend this event so that you know the guys can be there to support the women just like the women are right at usdgc um, so, you know, I think that's why this year was towards the end of the year because it was on the East Coast. Right. This year it's on the West Coast. So we, they put it in May, uh, which I think is great. You know, you're going from Santa Cruz to 
That's the three names. Orangevale, Rockland, Auburn, California. I don't know. <laughs> That's straight from the PDGA. Um, and then we're actually, the next tournament, we're staying in California. So three, Yeah, they're in California. If that California swing's pretty yeah. big. Which California, I don't know where all these are. I think Santa Cruz and San Francisco are, I think it's all in the general area. Um, so then the San Francisco Open. From there, this is where we finally get to our first this kind of weird. pinch point planning issue that I see. Because what we do is, is we go from San Francisco, California, out to Utah for Worlds, and then you're supposed to, the next week, be back in Oregon for two weeks, and then you're flying out to Finland if you're a top pro. Yep. So you're expecting a player to go California, Utah, and then another thing that we wanted to talk about was this year we saw Delaware kind of be poorly attended to a yep. certain degree. By at least the, the top, top pros. Yeah. Um, and the reasoning for that was it was immediately following Worlds. You would think they would have learned and be like, hey, let's not put something immediately following Worlds. But we see Worlds June 13th through the 20th and then Beaver State Fling June 26th to the 28th. Yeah. So you're giving players six days after, you know, the biggest tournament of the year, essentially, uh, to prepare for a national tour event. Right. And one thing that I really, I, I'm not a fan of is like, we, okay, so we, we already said Worlds is early this year, June 13th, June 20th. Earliest since 1993. I looked it up. Yeah. So, but that's a long, long, long time. What gets me is like, so our, our world champion is going to be crowned not even halfway throughout the year. That's true. Like that's kind of weird to be to me. Let's just say Paul wins. Paul winner of you know twenty twenty worlds, but he might lose every tournament for the rest of the season <laughs> and really suck. And then, but he's still world champion because he won you know the eighth tournament they played. I feel yeah. like that's kind of weird. Um, not that you know it's gonna pull from the prestigious event by any means, um, but just gonna be. It's going to feel weird. It's going to be really because weird. In the past, or at least in the recent past, uh, Worlds has kind of kicked off the last leg of tour. You know, you go Worlds, excuse me, and then you just go, you're on tour until USCGC. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it is one thing. Like, yeah. you're like, all right, here's Worlds. I know I'm on tour for the next 15 weeks or right. whatever. Now it's like, it's so early that it's almost where there's normally some type of break. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, schedule wise, there's not really. But typically, this is where players will, you know, come home for a week or right. take a take a midseason like, all right, now let's gear up for the second half of tour. That's right where Worlds is. So that's going to be a little bit weird. It I really feel like is. as a player and as a spectator to be in the, you know, this is when Am Worlds was last year, right? Or this past year uh, is right where we're at. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up is Paul said he hadn't looked at the schedule yet, but he knew he was planning on being in Europe for a month. So if you look Before at where that after. fits into the schedule, because European Open is July 16th to the 19th. Yeah. So if you look at where this fits into the schedule, it would appear Paul's leaving immediately after the World Championships, missing Beaver State Fling and Portland Open, uh, then playing the European Open and coming back for the Great Lakes Open. That's where in my head it fits because Great Lakes Open is a Discraft event. So I'd imagine he's back for that. Um, so then he'd have to leave straight from Worlds. But we're going to see yet again that Paul's going to miss the Oregon tournaments because of the planning around... Uh, you know, Finland and the European Open. Right. So do we think that like Pro Tour, National Tour, they talk about their dates? I'm sure they do. They have to. Okay. They I don't have know to where talk. I heard about this. Um, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going, going to say it. But I heard that the Pro Tour reached out to the National Tour to kind of collaborate schedules and kind of got stiff-armed by the PDGA a little bit. 
Uh, I feel like I read about that in an Ulti World article, so that's why I'm saying it, because I'm pretty confident that's why I read. But I feel like that was a quote from, you know, uh, I can't think of the dude's name, the new, the new Steve Dodge. Jeff Spring. Jeff Spring. I feel like that was a quote from Jeff Spring saying, we reached out to try to coordinate it, and, you know, they're, they were kind of already like, hey, we're set. This is what we're doing. See, like, that's kind of annoying, because to me, this is where we see an issue with there being three tours. Well, there's only two. Majors? There's only two majors. No, there should be more than two. There's one, two, three, three four, four majors. Yeah, sorry. But, so I, I'm saying three tours because the majors, yeah. not really a tour, but you know, you have the majors that every player is going to want to go to. You have the national tours that every player cares about, and you have the pro tours that every player cares about. And it feels like all three are like competing to see which, like, Oh, we're the we're the biggest, we're the baddest. Obviously, the majors have that by a long shot, but right. then it feels like the national tour and the pro tour are butting heads. When, as I've said for a long time, one of them should be under the other one. Like the one of them should be like the stepping stone to get into the other one. In my eyes, right? Um, I think that's a step that makes the sport grow. And then you know, if pros want to play, let's say the pro tour, you can. But the pro tour is kind of how you get your national tour card or whatever you want to call it, right? Honestly, how I see it happening is the other way around, simply because I think that, you know, Disc Golf Pro Tour, you said Pro Tour is up or down? I said down, just because okay. the National Tour just like, it's a more, it's a more established currently, so it just yes, kind of like feels a little more prestigious. You also got to think about who now is running it. That's true. Think about how much money is going to be poured into this now. That's true. We're not seeing any changes right now with Plus, the National Tour and who's running it. Yeah, I will say it, it is a potential that separating something from the PDGA possibly even to the point of unsanctioning it. I don't know if that actually would ever happen, but nobody would go. Would they though? Like if you were able to, because if there's a lot of restrictions on title sponsors, where you get your money, stuff like that, that is holding tournaments back um, because of PDGA restrictions. So if you were, because there's what the USGA, the PGA, like they're two separate things. Yeah. Someone said like the NFL and the CFL. Sure. I don't know much about that, but okay. uh, <laughs> go ahead. But I'm saying like, you know, if the pro tour was able to kind of create its own sanctioning, its own thing like that and still be legitimate, I think we could see exponential growth there because you're not being held back. You're just a tour. You don't have to worry about selling memberships to AMs and, you know, creating the general rules of disc golf. Right. You, you don't have to worry about all that. Like the PDGA does. You just worry about let's make these pros money. Let's bring in sponsors whoever those sponsors are. You know what I mean? There's no restriction on who I can bring in, who I can't bring in, what I can say, what I can't say. Um, So that is, that is a potential to see the pro tour kind of step out. But yeah, Trevor, Trevor Hill made a good point here. He said, if it wasn't sanctioned, but people made equal or more money, people would go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, and I do see the pro tour, you know, having more money because they're going to work harder for these well, you outside also, sponsorship, sponsorship. Sorry, the cough drop makes me uh, <laughs> slur my words. Yeah, because you also have to think then you don't have to pay sanctioning fees. You don't have, you know, yeah. you don't like there's no there's no one telling you what you can or can't do. There's no one yep. asking for a portion of the money. There's yep. nothing like that. Yep. And then you're, you're no your tape. own thing. You can figure it out on your own. Um, whether or not they do that, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm speaking just from what my head where yeah. my head's at um I, i'm not hearing this from anyone behind the scenes i just no. think it i think it could <laughs> be didn't. a cool idea and it could be something that i'm i'm hoping that someone behind the scenes is at least thinking about it because it'd be a cool idea though that's yeah, well, for sure i mean the 
the more I research like what goes into hosting a big tournament, because I've looked at AM Worlds, right? Right. We we think about bringing it to Lynchburg all the time. It's a logistical nightmare because there's so much requirements on you that it's going to be, from my perspective, it's going to be really hard for me to run a tournament of at that caliber at not at that caliber. Cause I, I know that if I just ran the tournament, how it makes sense in my head, I could do it. Yeah. But I don't think I could do it to run the tournament to the PDGA standards and everything that has to be in aligned. And you have to have proof of where all your, all your money's coming from to make sure it's coming from the right places. And you have to do X, Y, and Z and the PGA has to get this before you can get that. And well, I mean, they do that for quality. Well, they do that for quality and they do that to make sure they get their, money yeah but yes but like look i don't know if this really would make any sense right now but i mean if i go and spend five grand you're gonna you're gonna want to know where i went and spent foundation's money so if we're running an event that is pga sanctioned so yeah. you're, you're saying all in all we're, we're backing up your point of unsanctioned the stuff and things can go better because kind of screw the pga <laughs> not really a little bit but on the pro side yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm not talking about like yeah, for, else. to grow, I think to grow the sport farther, there's a lot that the PDGA may not might not realize, but that's yeah. kind of set up that's holding people back. Growing pains, they're going to realize it sooner or later because people are going to start getting fed up. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, for Am Worlds, like I was saying, you know, it makes sense that they want to know where money's coming from and stuff like that. But as the sport grows and as stuff develops, where money's coming from needs to kind of open. I yeah. understand not allowing money from certain areas and allowing it from certain areas, but you know, they need to be understanding of, Hey, so-and-so really is willing to put in a hundred grand towards am worlds. Yeah. Why won't you let them do that? Right. Or a hundred grand towards any tournament is illegal from certain companies and certain style companies. Um, so, you know, wait, like what? I'm trying to think exactly. I know like, uh, hemp and marijuana and stuff like that. Um, which what if obviously it's in like for us Oregon? doesn't matter, but that's what I'm saying. In Oregon, the PDGA is the PDGA. So, but the PDGA it's completely is, legal, recreational and medicinal, everything. Yeah. This is, you know, I'm not I could backing be, marijuana now, in any way. I could saying. be misunderstanding that. Okay. But from what I've read, you're not allowed like that. You can't take that money to sponsor a tournament. That's insane. Cause if a huge, that's what I'm saying. Huge There's a lot of money out there. There was like, hey, I'll give you a million dollars for you know what? What's in what's in Oregon for? Well, let's just go California Masters Cup. Yeah, they they want to. I want to give you a million dollars. This will be the biggest tournament disc golf has ever seen. Nah, I'm good. From my understanding, currently that would be illegal under PDJ sanctioning. Crazy. From my understanding, again, I know. I, I, I could have read it wrong because I was yeah. it was I was reading a book like this thick on what yeah. you have to do for Am Worlds. Uh, and also just general PDGA sanctioning stuff. So I'm sure I'm misunderstanding certain parts of it, but I've heard other people get upset at the restrictions on where you get money from. And I think that could be a big thing with a place, a thing like the Pro Tour separating going forward, which this is not even part of the podcast. It just kind of happened. But um, Someone said he listened to the earlier part. Sorry, this is about, about college. And Kansas State did not have a college team last year. You might be thinking of just Kansas. Maybe it was Kansas. Kansas is blue. Kansas State's like, purple. Oh gosh, no, it wasn't purple. It was uh it was like a blue and red bird. That's Kansas. Okay, sorry, Kansas. That's what I was talking about. Not Kansas State. My bad. Thank you for uh um, me out. All right. So we were talking about uh the Great Lakes Open and yeah. you know, Europe. Which one thing to me is where the Great Lakes Open is positioned in the Pro Tour schedule could be really tough because you're asking people to go play a major 
in the European Open July 16th to 19th, and you're asking them five days later to play a pro tour event. Right. You're talking about jet lag, having to get back, practice. It's a major, so you're going to be worn out. Yep. I mean, stuff like that, I just... Like, why... I understand for planning for other events, but, like, why give the players, what is it, 12 days and then 18 days back in March? Yeah. uh, And you give them five days here in, uh, what are we in, July? You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. That's where I feel like the planning kind of went amiss a little bit. I agree with you. Um, Because... To be honest, as a pro, as a touring pro, I would rather miss out on an AM event if I know I get two weeks after the European Open to kind of relax and get my feet back under me. Uh, versus, or you know, I, as a Masters player, I'd be okay with missing one national tour to go play Masters Worlds if I know that hey, if I go play the European Open, I don't have to worry about the turnaround. Yeah. Stuff, like I don't know. That's just where I stuff like that. I think they're a little bit wrong, but. I mean, I'm not a player on tour. I could be wrong there. Players might love it. I just don't know how they would. Yeah. Hey, what are the odds we go to Europe this year? Pretty low. Pretty low. Darn. I would right. love it. But Next. Uh, <clears throat> yes, and then Great Lakes goes to Idlewild, Ledgestone, MVP, Green Mountain. I mean, all of these things are they're pretty straightforward. Um, nothing really crazy. You know, they give the players a decent enough time, and they kind of work their way up north. Um, slowly till they get to Smuggler's Notch, and then they start working their way back down. The next and pretty much last big notable change for the tour this year is the national tour wrapping up at the Music City Open. Yep. Um, so this is the first time that the Hall of Fame Classic is completely gone from the national tour circuit since 2016, which that was surprising to me that in 2016 it wasn't there. Because mm-hmm. um, I was expecting it to be... I mean, if we go to 2015, 2014, it was there. For 2016, it ended at the Brent Hamburg in August for some reason. Um, cause I was trying to go back and be like, Oh, where was it last at in 2016? So that was kind of surprising, but still, um, in recent memory, the hall of fame classic has always been there and it's not there. So we're going to miss out on players playing WR Jackson and stuff like that for a reason unbeknownst to me. Um, so we're going to see the, the tour finale be music city open, <laughs> Benounced or benounced. I've always heard it unbeknownst. It could just be that I'm from the South. I don't know. <laughs> Goodness. Um, is it pronounced? I, I think so. I don't know. Cause now I might be made fun of. Um, but yeah, that's, that's going to feel weird from what I understand. It's still going to work the same way that the points and at music city open, you have to be there. Like you can't drop the music city open, uh, the same type of thing that we've seen at the IDGC. Um, it's just weird to me to see the PDGA's tour, not end at the PDGA's home. Yeah. I, I don't really know what the thought process was of that um, other than maybe they really wanted the music city open on the national tour and they didn't have, it a, wasn't last year, right? No. Okay. I don't know if it's ever been, um, but maybe they just really wanted it on tour and they didn't have another place to put it other than the finale. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And you know, wrapping up uh, in Charlotte again, yeah, you know, where it was this year, that course was really not fun to watch on camera. Now I mean, I've there, never played. They could play a different course. Because it's Char- just says oh, Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte has, has freaking. What, what was that course they just played? That was Hornet's Nest. That yeah, I'm I'm sorry. And you also have to consider, it was a it was moved to Charlotte quick, a month or two ago. Yeah. So they didn't have much time. And Hornet's Nest they changed for the Pro Tour. They changed it back to, uh, whatever the 2012 World layout was, pretty much. So they didn't have a lot of time to get things ready. I think now that you're giving Charlotte and Charlotte Disc Golf Club a full year, it'll be a different experience next yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but that's what I'm thinking. It, I, did you did you watch coverage this year? 
Not much. On the, yeah, I mean, coverage altogether this year, I, I watch less and less because we talk about it more and more. Yeah. Which is kind of weird if you think about that. You would but, think we'd watch it more to talk about it more, but, but it's no. more like, yeah. I talk about it enough. I don't want to see it. Okay. Um, yeah, just boring from a spectator's point of view. Now, I might be the only one saying will, this, yeah. but... I will say uh, a few things I didn't like about the Pro Tour this year, which really it's only one thing, but, you know, A, I get burned out watching well yeah like once i get to usdgc my mind's checked out like that's the end of tour for me yeah uh i'm obviously i don't tour it's the end of watching tour for me like i get to usdgc you know champions crown it's the last major done like it's hard for me to want to follow another tournament i'm in the off-season mode at that point um second thing was the change of the layout it just made it like a normal disc golf tournament like at least when it wasn't you know, the top scores advanced, at least that gave you something to be interested in. Cause you could root oh. for the underdog to like, yeah. Oh, let's win your card. You could shoot a I'm one here. over versus, you know, the top card could be shooting like everyone on their card shoots 17 under and you shoot a one over and you beat your card. And the next day you beat your card. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it no, gave I'm, you something I'm there with to that. root for. Yeah. Because I, we didn't even know it was changed because we talked about how excited we were for, you know, the, the format. Layout. Yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. And then we come back and it's a normal tournament. I'm like, that's more boring. Yeah, because like, let it let it be what it was. Yeah, what it was. I don't know how long it was like that. Um, I think as long as the pro tour has been a thing. Yeah, I, I liked it, um, but I don't, again, I don't know what the players felt about it. I mean, Paul wasn't even there, so it's not even like we could we uh, could have asked him. But it's just some. It's different for the fans. Yeah. Now I know a lot of this. You got to accommodate to what the players want, but I guess fans do. It. it I think it was more fun for the fans last year. I would have been more engaged had it been you win your card, you advance. I agree. I was a lot less engaged once I saw, oh, three people from the same card. I don't know if that actually happened, but oh, three people from the same card are advancing right now. Like, that's really boring to me because in the other cards, they don't matter. And I yeah. understand the coverage point of view. It kind of makes sense because you can have all the good players on one card. You don't have to worry about dispersing them and making it hard to cover everything. I get it from a lot of perspectives, but there's it's like just, five companies c- cover five cards. I mean, yeah. what do you want me to, I, I mean, mean it, to me, it just makes it a lot more interesting when it's a bracket. Like it makes yeah. it kind of, it, it brought more interest to where, yeah, disc golf tour season's over, but now there's this new event, like a new style event that I hadn't seen all year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'm a sucker for March madness. I love underdogs except for when they beat Duke. And so it, it felt like the same thing to me. Yeah. Like, Oh, come on, MJ, you got this. Whereas now MJ ties and he gets kicked out. Right. Like Michael Lee just, just uh, was talking about how big germ was caught, was cut. Um, he was under whoever got pushed in front of him yeah. by 0.25 of a disc golf pro tour point. Ugh, that has to stink. Like get out of here. Yeah. Cause like that, you would nah. assume germ was winning his card. I would assume. I think he tied his card. But then four under with. Uh, so then I wonder if the guy from his card was pushing no. him out. No, it wasn't. So then he would have advanced in the other old format. I think so. Yeah. Oh well. Hopefully that changes back next year. But um, I mean, we it's yeah. way too early to know that because we didn't even know it a week before this year. So yeah. I, I, it will be very interesting to see in this upcoming season what the pro tour looks like. Um, the one big question for me is: Are they using Smashbox for live? Because yeah. if you remember on the initial in- interview with Jeff Springs, uh, he was on Smashbox and Smashbox said something to him and he said, well, you know, there's, there's a lot of live options to consider. And Terry and JV, like, obviously, I mean, as I would have gotten a little bit like, whoa, dude, like, yeah. please hire us. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if they use them. Um, in my head, they use them for at least this year and then maybe they transfer out next year. 
Uh, but I mean, there's a lot of newer faces that could be getting into the live game. You know, we could see the pro tour funding Jomez going live and covering their thing. You know what I mean? Or yep. we could see Fulcrum media being someone who's actually brought on and the pay-per-view model being expanded to the pro tour. Um, there's a lot They'll that could, viewers, could happen. Yeah. yeah. But would you, yeah, if you had a pro tour, like pass to see all the pro tour events and that's the only way you can watch it live. The only way you can watch the see the key to me is only way you can watch the event. The mistake that USDGC made, which they had to make, was giving you Jomez the next day. Yeah, like let's just say if if it was how it was this year, right, mm-hmm. with the fulcrum, and then you know you could watch Jomez next day. So many people are obviously going to choose the, the free next, one, the free one. Yeah. If they do just fulcrum and no next day, I will hardly watch disc golf next year because I don't care enough to. Not that I don't care enough. This is my job. Um, I don't care enough to pay to watch them play. Like, I don't... See, I would. Like, I, I can watch baseball right now for free. Can you? Yeah. What I, channel? Well... Like, just local know. TV, or, or are you paying for cable? No. Because I have to pay for YouTube TV to watch any sport. I was going to say, never mind, because I watch it illegally. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I would have to pay to watch baseball, but That's I insane. would pay to watch baseball. Anyway. Because I would... Well, there goes I my mean, argument. Because if you want to follow it free, it's the same thing as if I want to follow the NBA free, I download the ESPN app. If I want to follow disc golf free, I download the UDisc app. It's true. But if I want to watch it, it's true. I pay for a subscription to the Pro Tour TV. It's true. You know what I mean? Well, what about like Netflix, how we could share accounts? I'm, I mean, how are you going to stop that? <laughs> no, I know. Like, Netflix loses over $123 million a month, kid. But, but how are you going to stop it? Uh, like, there's no way. Well, they're going to they're gonna do like uh, login and zip code type things. Like if you're in two four five oh sorry three okay that doesn't matter all right and I'm in two four five oh one and I'm using your account they're gonna block me because no, I still won't stop it. me because my whole family lives in the same zip code oh and, and Houston's up one nothing I kind of want them to win because they're the better team but anyway but yeah I mean it would not surprise me to see the pay per view slowly implemented because I agree with you I mean it's, it's gotta, just more money money yeah it's more money I I don't understand why it wouldn't um it would suck because it would kind of hurt Jomez and Central Coast and some of the other guys, but yeah. at the same time, it's so we're, it's kind of what we all want to a certain degree. We right. don't want it, but we want it because it will, it will mean more sponsorships, you know, bigger things. You can... I don't know. There's a lot of good that could come from a pay-per-view model. I agree. I mean, even though I, I'm not going to like it, I agree with you because the money's there, but yeah. it's also it also might push Jomez to try harder into the, you know, the the live and maybe hey disc golf pro tour you know we talked about this earlier in the year when we talked to them at worlds how expensive they said it was going to be yeah. and you need like a mobile truck with uh you know cell has right i'm saying hey disc golf pro tour you want jomez to do it pay for it and we'll do it yeah see that but that's fulcrum's where, already got it that's what i'm saying i think that's where there could be issues is you have fulcrum who honestly proved they can do it at USDGC to what I saw. I didn't watch it live. I watched it live live because I was there, but I watched it in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. player booth. You I was know like, what? I mean? what? So I didn't watch it at home, but I, I watched it here and there and it was good. It was really good. I was very impressed with it. Um, yeah. And a lot of what they did was because Innova was, they didn't, I don't think they profited off it, but they were basically able to, to cover their cost to a certain degree. Um, and if they wouldn't have had Jomez, they probably would have profited off it. Uh, one potential option would be, you know, Jomez and Central Coast are allowed to film, but you have to hold your footage for a week or something like that. You know what I mean? Makes sense. It would hurt Jomez again, but, you know, stuff like that is going to grow 
the pro tour, grow with the national tour, whatever it is. And, and in general, grow disc golf, um, even though it might hurt us viewers because we have to pay. Yeah. So in the long term, I think that's a good thing. And I think it's something that we have to realize is probably uh, uh, in our near future. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start going over. Don't leave. We have some important news. The foundation news. You want to pick your disc that you're going to give yeah, to Yeah. Well, do we have any questions before we uh, close out the show? I mean, people have been talking a lot, but if there's any... No, like, I mean, I can actually, let me go to the top because there are, I guess, technically some questions there. Okay, well, I'm going to pick out the disc while you do that. What is Discraft's most overstable line of plastic? Um, Glow or crystal, I would say. Because the Raptors are... Crystal. Raptors are shockingly stable in crystal. Yeah. Um, I, have you thrown your, your colored one yet? I don't have a colored one. You didn't buy one? Mm-mm. Ooh, the pink one, a little domier. But it's, it's so nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get a colored one. Favorite off-season training exercises, either disc or fitness related. I'm fat. I don't train. Um, I don't train currently. But when I did, uh, I used um, like those resistance bands mm, yeah. on my legs and on my pull-through arm. Mm. Uh, that seemed to help a lot. I would also, if you have access to a pool, you do your throwing motion underwater. That's cool. And it like builds everything up because i legitimately my snap and everything increased like crazy because your whole like you would be i'd have my shoulders down underwater and your whole throwing motion had resistance yeah that worked really well smart paul told me that i I didn't come up with it on my own hey so i want to make a disc golf course can i do it without any professional help can you yes should you probably not um i mean are you allowed to just throw it on whatever property you're talking about well i mean if you have all permission yeah, but sure. I wouldn't do it without professional help yeah. because people who are experienced are more than likely going to help you and explain to you what they're doing more so than, oh, you brought me a beautiful piece of land. Let me push you aside and do what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, two years from now, you'll be the professional help that people are asking for help from, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so I would get all the help you can get and learn from them. Should I focus on my form if it makes me throw not very far? If you're doing the correct things, yes, because that's what will happen is you'll, you know, and this happened to me. I was throwing like 250 and then I started working on my form and I was throwing 200. And the next thing I knew, I broke 300 and then I changed something else. And I was throwing 250 again. And the next thing I broke 400. That's just how it works. When you change something, you feel weird. You know, your timing might be a little off. And then as it progresses to where you feel more comfortable with it, your distance increases. So, um, in 10 years will disc golf be in the olympics i don't know i mean the olympics i feel like are less and less interesting every year to me at least maybe it's just me getting older and not caring as much but in 29 in 2009 at the age of 59 tom watson almost won the british open he lost in a playoff do you guys ever see 50 year old a 50 year old winning a disc golf major 50 year old paul 50 year old paul it's definitely possible i mean the sport that we're in it's just like Tiger Woods is still winning tournaments at, what is he, 42, 43? I don't know. He's, I think he's in his 40s. But it's, it's just the na- nature of the sport we're in. It, doesn't, it requires an athletic movement, but it's not like football or basketball where it requires like, extended athletic like, endurance and stuff like that. Like, if you can still throw a disc really well, especially if you get on a shorter course, yeah. I mean, we've seen Johnny McRae push it, uh, yeah. USDGC and Hall of Fame Classic and stuff like that. Um, as a master's player. Um, so I think that's very realistic. And I think personally, I think Paul will probably retire before he's 50. 
Um, but if yeah. a player like Paul were to stay, stay around, yeah, I could easily see someone like that doing it. All right. So in other news, uh, Drew Gibson's leaving Inima for whammo. Whammo. <laughs> someone said, uh, someone commented Franklin. They're like, oh my gosh, he's going to Franklin. He said, yeah, man, I, yeah. I just can't live without that albatross. <laughs> yep. We know all about that life. All right. Um, also, if you haven't watched our newest video that dropped um, and you have putting issues like myself, uh, Hunter gave me some tips and we practiced just a little bit. Um, so go watch that video. It might help you a little bit. Um, and I went out and played. I told Hunter this after the video was shot and my putts dropped a lot more. Um, a lot less pulls to the right. So you might see myself, folks, actually making some putts. Which means uh, that I'm going to lose even more face-offs. Yeah. So I shot myself in the foot. Yeah, he did. Also, we have some pretty cool face-offs coming up soon that like are in our heads, but probably didn't even talk about them yet. I know a few that I want to do. I mean, I've told him all my ideas, so. Yeah. Also, we just talked about this before the podcast turned on. Um, he looks so confused I'm right ready. now. <laughs> um, we're going to open up uh, applications for the, uh, for team foundation, the beginning of November. So in we're going to two days in two days. I have to figure that out. Yep. We're going to, I know I just threw it on them. <laughs> uh, we're going to run it for an entire month. And then in December, we're going to do the application process because Which it's when we read them all interview you. Look at that. XYZ. Super chat. Oh, thanks, Nathan. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, so December will oh, interview. December will be you. interviews because uh, we did like we talked about last year. Whoop! Just broke his pen. Uh, we <laughs> did they, those things never last. Video interviews. Um, you know, to the to the amount of. Oh gosh. We basically break it down so we get X amount. Last year was like two hundred something. We broke it down to our top twelve, I think, or fifteen made it to video interviews, and then we signed eight of them, I yeah. believe. Um, and so we're going to have similar numbers this year. You know, some of the players on our current team will be re-signed. Others will not. Uh, that's just the nature of the sport. We're going to be tighter uh, with our rules next year also. Yeah. And we then were very loose. Yeah. Um, that sounded weird. <laughs> and so, yeah, we'll, we'll break it down and have the video interviews throughout the whole month of December. So it's less of rushed of a process. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then January. I imagine we're going to have many more people apply. Yeah, we, we will. And, um going to be a lot more work, but, and then January we'll be able to announce our 2020 team. So that'll be exciting. Um, and a lot of people have been asking questions about being on the team. So yeah. coming very, very soon, actually, if I got a 1060 onyx and didn't say color, could I email you what color? You Absolutely. Want? Absolutely. If we got the color, you'll get it. <clears throat> yeah. And just tell us the order number, what color you want. You can even request weight or if you want like, dude, I'd love a blue and green swirl. Like we, I don't think you understand how much we try to get your request. Oh, yeah. Like, if your request is there, there's we we have three of us that always fill orders. Hannah's, Zach's wife, and then us two. And whenever we have, like, a big thing, we fill the orders. And as soon as we have a request that, like, we can't find, we all three just start going through <laughs> every single disc until we, we find do. the closest thing. So that's why we always tell you, like, go ahead and request it. Because chances are, if we have it, what you requested, you will get it. Because yeah. we will look through every disc until we find it. Um, if you request nothing, you know, don't expect something great because there's people requesting those great discs and they're going to have priority over people that requested nothing. So, yeah. And also don't get angry if we can't, uh, get you your 
specific request because we don't even know what we're getting. Yeah. So we're telling you we may be able to get you your what your request is. We will try. But don't be best, angry because we're trying our best. And we don't. We have you know X amount of discs coming from Discraft, and yeah. they decide what we get. We could get all brown ones. This is true. We. I guarantee you we won't because Paul showed me the videos of these things and yeah. they are insane. Like. Mind-boggling. I, I didn't. He went through a box of fifty of them in the video. I saw zero that I wouldn't throw. Are you gonna get any of these ones? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, will. They I, are, I need a backup to mine. I literally saw brown ones. Like that were nice. Poop brown that I would bag. Dang. Like they were filthy. They're so. I didn't see an ugly one. And Paul was like handpicking the ones he wanted. And I was like, "How are you rejecting all of those?" Like yeah. I would have just grabbed the whole box and be like, "This one's mine." He's like, "If I did that, I'd have to grab all of them made." Like these were just generic ones. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So, um, yeah, I would, if you haven't bought one yet, I would, uh, whatever we have left over, we will be posting pictures of each and every one, but then that means the really sick ones will be gone like that once we post the pictures. So, uh, wait, what are your records in the face-offs? Is Zach still in the lead? Yeah. Zach's up nine, six currently. Correct. Believe I got work to do. Um, favorite fairway disc for long and straight shot. I'm liking the undertaker right now. Yeah. I just put an undertaker in my bag. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it yet. I yeah, like it, but much. I feel like it's a little bit flippier, which I wanted a flippier fairway. That's why. Yeah. Um, so me currently is the stalker. Oh uh, yeah. Previously was the TL three, but they're very similar discs. All right. Okay. More news. No, 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 get out of here. Well, I, was gonna, say? I was about to say the news. Oh, okay. I was about to say, don't, okay, go ahead. Go for it. Okay. Well, I'll announce the first one. I'll let you do the second and then I'll do the, well, the other two are gone. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, that's the huge news. <laughs> so no, it's weird. Not, it's not the huge news. We have big news. Don't worry. Uh, we're on Twitter at Foundation DG. Um, we're going to be, well, I'm tweeting uh, as often as I can. Just random. I've never done Twitter. I don't. Is that a thing? Do you do Twitter? You tweet. I've never done Twitter. He's never tweeted. I've never. Uh, well, I I did a long time ago. But anyway, um, yeah. So Hunter, I, did you text me today? No, it was two days ago. Oh, gosh. Okay. He was like, hey, I'm going to make us Twitter. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Go for it. So I've already, already been tweeting stuff. Um, kind of. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, I haven't I, even looked at it yet. You're going to get sneak peeks. You're going to get, I mean, not more so than our other social media accounts, but more often, if that makes any sense. Makes sense. Um, because Twitter, I mean, you can tweet 38 times a day and no one's going to get mad at you. So whenever something sure. pops in my mind, I'm going to just go on Twitter, even if it's not substantial enough for an Instagram post. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. This Friday, folks, listen, if you're not an email, that's hey, probably really loud. Easy. I'm so sorry. If you're not an email subscriber and if you're not a Patreon, you might actually miss these discs, but crystal Raptors, the black crystal Raptors. Oh, that's what they oh, are. First that's off. what they are. Let's say, wait a second. I never said it. The ones that are signed. Um, if you're not, don't know what I'm talking about, go check our Instagram post. Uh, they're in our Instagram. Um, they were accidentally sent to us with no stamp. Then we said, Hey, how about if we just have Paul sign them? They said, yeah, that's fine. But totally rare because they don't allow discs to go out without um, a stamp. Yeah. So, Smoky Crystal Raptors will be dropping on Friday. Check our Instagram or if you're an email subscriber, we have a ton of you now. Each um, disc is going to come with its own letter of authenticity and, and the it's number. It's going to be numbered one through. There's only 250 made. Never, yeah, we're not. We are not going to make black Raptors anymore. We're not going to no make. Stamp. This is the last Crystal Raptors we're making. Yeah, we're not making any more Raptors. So this is it. This is, if you didn't get a Crystal Raptor, if you're looking for a collectible one, there's um, going to be a, a limit of two like per that. person. Yeah, limit of two per person. So no crying this time. Uh, 250 made. This, I mean, we aren't making Crystal Raptors anymore. So unless another company does, this is it. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm sure companies will for tournaments and stuff like that. But as far as Crystal Raptors go, this is the last hoorah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're sick. I'm sure. How much for the disc? Uh, they're going to be listed at $30. $30 a piece. Um, Each are going to come with the signed authenticity card, the yeah. signed disc, and numbered. Yeah, the numbers in authenticity cards will match so that you know which disc is which. Um, yeah, I mean, also, I don't FD, really know what more to say. Color Glow FD3s will be dropping which those on are also, the same day. Those are also an exclusive. Both these are exclusives just through yep. FoundationDiscs.com. Uh, like I said before, that Color Glow FD3 is what I swear behind. Yeah, is that I what I said? I think I have one. Yeah, that was um, the disc swore by. But or most reliable? I don't know. Whichever one. Love the disc. And it's pink. There's pink, blue, and orange. Yeah. Um, and the FD3s are exclusive to us through Jeff Corns. Yeah. If that makes Shout any sense. Shout out to Jeff Corns. Um, he basically, he dropped them towards the end of the year. There was a delay in getting them to him, so he couldn't drop them when he wanted to. And so, you know, now that it's the off season, he had a lot left over and reached out to us and said, hey, can I list these on your website so we can sell the rest? And obviously we said yes. So um, if you're a Discmania guy or you know Discmania collectors... Uh, this is my second Discmania disc I've ever thrown, and I, it's one of my favorite discs. Yeah. So you don't got to be a Discmania guy. No, they're they're great, uh, but I'm just saying they're they're collectible yeah. items. They yeah, don't make yeah. Color Glow FD3s. It nope. literally says Mobile Store exclusive on the disc. Yeah. So. What do you think about the multiple? You bag it. I unbagged it because I didn't like the multiple. I love it. It's in my bag. Um, I took my MD4 out for it. It's one of the, uh, personally, I think it's one of the best overstable mids I've thrown. Uh, the Rock 3 for me was always too straight. I never liked the, oh, yeah. the Rock X3. I never liked the feel of. I don't know why. The MD4 I thought was great, but it just held straight for a hair too long. So I had trouble making the shots I wanted to. So I would end up throwing like a Zone or a Harp Hard or a Firebird Soft. And the Malta fills exactly what I was looking for with all those discs. That's good. So I just throw a lot of overstable mids anyway with like the Buzz OS and the A2. Um, so like I don't need another one. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the only overstable mid in my bag. Yeah. So the FD Color Glow FD3s will be twenty two fifty. Yes, right, those will be twenty two fifty. All right, now we're gonna play the short game that we play. Hunter is gonna give me a disc. And on Spotify, I'm, I'm really sorry that you can't see it, but yeah, I have sorry Spotify. Zach's disc here. Oh, sorry. I'll pick one, I guess, after he goes. All right. I don't know if they'll be able to see what it is, but I will tell For them. the record, I suck at this. Now, this has a unique feature that if he knows what it is, he will guess. Oh, my goodness. What is that? I feel like he should know what it is, but I don't know if he will. Oh, my gosh. What company makes this? All right. I don't know if... if they, you there's guys no can way they see can see it. There's okay. a ridge in the bottom of the rim. There's like an uh, like a dip. Yep. In the in the rim, and I can't tell what company it is because I I can't feel writing. I don't think. Is this Prodigy? I will neither confirm nor deny. Is it like? It's got to be Prodigy, right? I don't. It's know. it's a cheaper plastic, I think. Is it? Can I can I say it's a Prodigy mid? Am I allowed to just say? No, that? you got to say if it's a Prodigy mid, you have to say M and whatever number. Is there an M5? Is that a thing? Is that your guess? Sure. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a Proto oh, M5. Proto M5. We say that like it's a rare thing. I don't think it is. It's not? Proto? I mean, it's Proto, but... It's, it says there's a 2014 stamp. Uh, that's not a team stamp. Bar stamp. Yeah. Now, I will say this run, the 2014 run of PA3s is one of the best discs on the freaking planet. But, yeah. I have a stack of them that I absolutely love. That was That's really weird, folks. Yeah, it's a... 
horrendous feeling disc. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it is. All right. Now you talk to him while I pick yours. All right. Yeah, I thought that he would guess that because I think he's felt it before, that ridge. I but have. If you haven't felt it before, Sorry. it's like a it's like a groove but worse to be honest with you i mean i'm sorry to offend anyone out there that likes a groove like but a groove? like who like i don't i mean i think it's like for aerodynamics they're like trying something cool um but i don't really think it worked so yeah i don't actually know how rare these are i'm not in the prodigy collector marketplace really um i should be because i have a lot of old prodigy but i'm not all right zach my eyes are closed whenever you're ready all right. I think I'm on my mic. Yeah, you I am. Okay. All right. I got him to the first one is going to allude to a okay. uh, something after he says what it is. You so got me too. Yeah. Turbo putter. Yeah. Okay. So we got turbo putters. The second one came in, right? Yeah. It's in my wife's car. Cool. So turbo putters, we're going to be doing a face off with these. So this is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. We have a few other things we need to order for that face off. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll order them. We have to figure that out. Um, I've never thrown one of these before, but this will be part either. I've of been, a face off. I don't want to throw it before the face off. So I've been yeah, fighting my temptation either. to go to my backyard and throw it around. So I've never thrown one of these. I don't know if he has. Maybe you can see that. Here you go. How does it feel? Talk it out. I honestly don't know how it feels. Okay. It didn't feel bad in my hand. Um, I'm very confused as to what it is because it has writing on the rim, which makes me say Discraft. But I don't know what this plastic is because, like, the rim makes me say Z, but this middle part almost feels baseline-ish. It does feel baseline, but not, it doesn't at the same time. This is a, what am I feeling? Oh, also, um, stuff that we didn't mention, we, we ordered beanies. Yeah. Foundation did. beanies, as well as two different long sleeves. Um, one long, long sleeve says McBeast on the back with the claw marks. It's kind of what our sweatshirts are, but it says McBeast and it's a long sleeve black. Um, and then the other one is a burgundy shirt. It says foundation right here. And, and we the, posted that one on Instagram, I believe. Did I? Oh, we, we posted it in a story. Yeah. Um, and then it's got a design in the back that has mountains and uh, stuff like that. Kind of what, you know, the mountains that foundation has. So it's really cool. Um, excited for the beanies because I like beanies in the winter. So I'll definitely be wearing them on the podcast when they come in. All right. I need your guess now, please. I have absolutely zero clue. You don't have one one I'm, shot. No, I'm gonna say zombie, but I know that's not it. So, there it is. Oh wow, it's a zombie! What the frick? Wait, why is it not a zombie though? It was. I don't know. That's that was the thing that came to my mind as soon as I felt it because I used to throw one a lot. Oh, okay. But this. Let me see. When I when I ran my fingers across the middle, it felt like baseline. Like, I, I don't know why. Feels pretty slick to me, and like. Like it just the rim felt like premium, but as I did this, like doing this just felt baseline to me, and I was very confused by it. Um, but I got it right. So where can I get a big Z Zeus? You can probably next year. Maybe next year. Uh Facebook Marketplace would be your best bet. Um I don't know this for a fact, but I'd be willing to bet that Big Z's the next stock plastic of the Luna, Zeus, Onyx, yeah. Malta, all that. I would guess that's coming next, but they could do Z next year and hold out on Big Z. Yeah. Um, I just feel like Big Z was kind of like they tested the marketplace this year and obviously it worked. So I yeah. feel like that's where it's going. But um, again, that's just 
my speculation. So I would assume hopefully like midway through next year, you can pick up a big Z Zeus as just a, a normal disc. But as of right now, I'd say dollar disc golf auction or something like that. I have one in my bag. Benji said, Why should he great. get a 1060 Onyx? Sure. Benji, you should. I'm going to get them. If nothing else, you should just for the collectability. And if you're oh, looking yeah. for a quick buck, I mean, just wait till they all sell out and sell it on dollar disc golf auction. Yeah. Um, and last question. Uh, at uh, hole 10 at Sandusky, where, how far is your farthest drive? Uh, use the storm drain for reference. Just past the storm drain. Oh, I was just before it. Like just, was that your question? Yeah. No. <laughs> just past what? it. Yeah, it was my question. Oh, I thought uh, you were asking. No, it was my question. Yeah. Just past it, and I made the putt. Did you? It's my, uh, I yeah. missed. I toot it. I was very excited. Yeah. But yeah, I'm talking like I'm to the right of it, and I'm like a disc length in front of it. Okay. Like yeah. barely in front of it. I was like five feet in front of it. Um, and for those of you that watch our face-offs, well, if you don't, you should. Um, I got a two on hole uh, four, the dog leg to the left. Wow. I did, yeah. Did you throw a backhand? Yeah. With the thrasher? No. What'd you throw? With Mr. Trump. Oh, Shrike. Yeah. Wow. And I made like a 35-footer. Yeah. Dang. It was right after we after we did our putting. I mean, it's nice. impressive. It's All impressive. right. So we are going to hop over to Patreon. Patreon. If you're uh, not already a pay, what? 9.50 is when 950. we'll be, be live with Patreon. If no, you're not... A, the internet doesn't suck this week. It sucked last week over there. Yeah, I don't know trash. why. But. If you're not already a Patreon uh, subscriber, I believe it should be down below. Probably, maybe not. It looks like it is. Okay. Uh, it should be down below. You get early access to discs, um, especially the Big ra- uh, big Raptor. Big Raptor, Big boy. Raptor. Now, the, uh, the Crystal... The Black Crystal Raptors this weekend, as well as the... Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss in the, the Patreon Q&A how exactly that's going to work. I don't know if we're going to do it the same way as we did last time. What, um, what would we do different? I, we probably will. It just it took a little bit more effort on my end than originally oh. anticipated, and I don't know yeah. if it can work with the limit, is my thing. Uh, so we'll have to discuss we'll figure it out. through that, but we will find you a way. Patreons, yeah. don't you worry. We'll find a way. If there's thank, a will, there's a way. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will see you guys next week, same time, same place, as we go over something that we'll probably figure out just a few hours before. Hopefully our new uh, podcast coordinator will figure it out for us, but I don't yeah. think that's an actual position. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week.